ramping things up on a Vodka Rebel Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. NFL news coming hot and heavy now. Few people more equipped to talk about everything going on in the NFL than the football guy's guy, Mr. PFT Commenter. PFT, thank you for joining us, man. How you doing? What's up, brother? What's up, fellas? Happy Friday. I'm I'm doing all right. Just trying to keep keep my finger on the pulse of uh, all these free agent possible transactions, all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. It's, yeah, we need to hear lot. more about that. So I, I told B. Mitch, I, you've got to present your Aaron Rodgers theory to Brian because I was listening to PMT this morning. Of course, yeah. the world famous Pardon My Take podcast. I, I want to get there, but I want to start somewhere else. I want to go to South Beach because I know that that. You are somewhere between believing and hoping that somehow Lamar ends up in burgundy and gold. Um, but the, the Dolphins all of a sudden have cleared 40 mil in cap space. What do you, what do you think is happening down in South Florida? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, when $40 million goes missing Miami, uh, you start, a lot of people start to ask a lot of questions. But I don't know if it's <laughs> going to be related to, uh, to my man Lamar because, like they, they've said – um, I, I think it was uh, – I think head coach uh, Mike McDaniel said that they're not interested in, in looking at anybody else at the quarterback position. They like Tua. They want to stick with Tua. And there are a lot of coaches that would say that, and I would raise a red flag and be like, well, the fact that the coach came out and said that, that could be a smokescreen. I don't trust this guy. Mike McDaniel doesn't – he doesn't seem like a smokescreen guy except maybe like, you know, on the – uh, in the door frame to get into his college apartment. But I think that he's a dude that is just going to be, like, honest to a fault about certain things like that. I, I would be shocked if the Dolphins made a move for Lamar. And I, I'm – it's weird, man. It's weird looking at what's going on around the league with the lack of movement or lack of perceived movement on Lamar because he's such a good player. And, yeah, there's questions about his durability. He's been injured a little bit the last couple of years. Um, but he's still a great player. He's still you'd, – you'd be an idiot to not put him in your top ten quarterback list. Most people would have him even higher than that. But I think we can agree at the baseline, top ten quarterback is where Lamar is. And at his peak, he's top one, two, or three when he's playing at the best of his ability. What, what time so – what, what's the name of this season right here, JP? Lying season. There you go. So don't believe everything you hear these coaches say, PFT. Lying season? All right. So <laughs> I, I, I trust – I trust Coach McDaniel, though. I don't know. Maybe I'm being It's not the fact that. of coaching him, but they are taught to sometimes say things to throw you off. Yeah, I I guess. I think – I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like the Dolphins aren't going to make a move for Lamar. I, I, I would be shocked if they were lying about all that. I know everybody lies. I get it. I would be shocked if that happened. But it's weird that there hasn't been any other movement on him. That what do you make so of the lack it. of people jumping on Lamar? Collusion. I think I think it's collusion. Uh, I, I actually do, and it's it's the owners that are getting together, and and they saw the Deshaun Watson thing, and they said to themselves, um, "We're not going to do that. We're not going to go down this road. We're going to cut this off at the pass, and we're not going to be in the business of giving out, you know, multi-year guaranteed contracts. Obviously, there are some guaranteed contracts that have been given out in the past, like Kirk Cousins got two years." 90 million guaranteed. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got three years, whatever it is, like $160 million guaranteed. Um, but those are two three-year deals. I think anything above that 
the four-year, the five-year, the six-year deal, or whatever the case may be that that some players are going to be lobbying for, that's not going to happen anymore. I think the owners are putting their foot down and saying, it happened once, we're not going to let it happen again. But I think I think these top, top-notch top quarterbacks coming out, if they all come in and demand that, they'll get it. Because the quarterbacks always seem to get something a little different than the other players get. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't see... I don't see owners wanting to – they're holding the line right now. It's like the owners envision themselves as the underdogs, the like gritty underdogs in this scenario where they think that they're like the 300 soldiers uh, at Thermopylae in Sparta. It's like trying to hold back a, a giant Persian army <laughs> of, of invading bad guy players. And they're like, we must, hold, we must hold this pass. When in reality, they're just billionaires that don't want to pay people more money. And they don't want to pay people what they're worth and what the market says that they're worth. So um, now I, I understand some people would have a concern paying a quarterback like Lamar who's gotten himself. He's missed several games the last couple of years. And I think what he did at the end of the season, um, he, was, he wasn't he was the most communicative guy in the world when it came to the progress of his knee and where he was going to be with his own teammates. So I'm not saying that Lamar should have played through his PCL injury, which that can be, you know, it can be anywhere between a four and eight week recovery sometimes longer if there's severe damage. It's a serious injury. I'm not saying he should have gone out there and played knowing that he was about to become a free agent. I'm not going to tell somebody how to run their career in a way that would affect their pocketbook in such a drastic way. But I think he could have been better talking about the situation with his teammates. You saw a lot of his teammates were surprised that he didn't play. And there's that chatter that's around him right now that I think some fan bases would be less inclined and some owners would be less inclined to pay a quarterback that has – that injury history over the last two years, a huge amount of insane money. But all that said, there are so many desperate teams in the NFL right now that some owner should have already making that made that first step by now. We've seen it before in the past mm-hmm. where people make mistakes and there will be a bidding war for you know a, a mid-tier quarterback. And with Lamar, it's like this dude is a top-tier quarterback, maybe one of the best in the game when he's playing at the peak of his powers. And we have not seen anybody make a move for almost a guaranteed opportunity to get somebody like that on their team. He's basically out there on the open market right now. Granted, the Ravens couldn't match any offer sheet that came in, but they've already signaled they're, that they're not willing to do that. Like, he's pretty much – we have a league MVP that's available for any team that wants him. And there's a lot of teams with a lot of bad quarterbacks out there. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying it's is somebody, somebody should have made a move by now, and it's weird that they haven't. Yeah, I think I think when I look at it, like I hear people say well, he's missed some games over the last few years. That's true. Teams that lose consecutive years and multiple years, you don't you don't pay less for a season ticket than you do do you? So no. if if the owners are gonna get full full value, no matter what the hell he puts on the field for you, we can't be knocking players if they get hurt a little bit. That's part of the job. That's a that's a great point, Mitch. Because it I, really I've is. Never, they make I've you pay heard, full price for preseason. Hell yeah, yeah. I've never heard somebody be like, yeah, you know what? This, these ticket prices are about seventeen percent too high. Looking at the amount of snaps Lamar missed last year, uh, I think I, I think I'm going to bow out on this season. That's too rich for my blood. That doesn't happen. You go into the season with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. People are going to pay money. People are going to buy tickets. Yep. Uh, we're talking with our friend. PFT commenter from Barstool Sports. You can give him a follow at PFT commenter on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, the world famous Pardon My Take podcast. Uh, we're about to do Rodgers, but there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, 
I listened to the Kevin Stefanski interview, the the Browns head coach, and I know that Stefanski and Scott Turner worked on the Vikings staff together, and I, I think Scott may have even been with Kevin in Cleveland for a brief period of time. I'm not sure on that. I'd have to look it up. Listening to them talk, did they sound – did just their voice and, like, their cadence, did you notice that it was similar at all? Maybe you haven't heard Scott talk all that often, but I just I found it interesting. Every, every year at the Combine in Indy, I'm, I'm always good for having, like, two beers with Scott Turner. He wasn't there this year, unfortunately. <laughs> but but I, I usually have two beers with Scott at about, like, 1.30 in the morning is when we usually run into each other. So Perfect. my perception of Scott's pattern of speech might be a little bit different than somebody <laughs> that would have met him at you know at high noon somewhere but no i sure. I, I'm kidding. I, I love scott he's, he's a good dude he sounds all football guys kind of start to adapt the same type of accent if they've been coaching enough around the league and what i found is that accent is typically like a northeastern ohio accent and it sounds like a, it sounds a little bit gruden-esque yeah so if, you listen to, if you listen to sean mcveigh talk he sounds like he he considers himself to be the long lost like bastard son of the Grudens where he's got he's he started to talk like John Gruden because he worships the man so much uh Matt Eberflus is another guy who now he sounds like John Gruden a little bit I'd say probably like 15 to 30 percent of the NFL in terms of the head coaches right now they have adopted subliminally like I don't think it's intentional if you're just around the game of football enough you start to talk like you're from I'm, I'm going to say actually uh southeastern Ohio Southeastern Ohio. That's that's the football guy accent. I like it. I, I read in a book somewhere that if you ever are on an airplane when the pilot comes on, every pilot tends to talk the same no matter where you are in the world. And basically as Chuck Yeager became like the world's most famous pilot in the 50s, 60s, whenever that was, as he's like breaking the sound barrier, every other pilot just tried to sound like Chuck Yeager for the rest of their life. So maybe yeah. there's something similar there with that's the group. That's fascinating. I, I didn't know that about about Chuck Yeager. I've always I've always thought that about pilots. With like, uh, yeah, looks like we're about a, a soft wedge away from the gate. I think uh, right. that, that that little mic or walkie-talkie kind of helped them sound the same way too. Though. That's true too. Yeah. All right, without without further ado, I'm not going to tease tease the world anymore. Um, PFT commenter presented a theory on Aaron Rodgers on this morning's part in my take. I I don't think B Mitch has listened to the podcast yet, so. Few people on the planet drive Brian crazy like Aaron Rodgers does. So I, mm-hmm. I think you're both going to really like this theory. The floor is yours, PFT. Okay, yeah. Uh, the the thought came to me yesterday, and I've been I've been very wrong about what a lot of the Aaron Rodgers stuff over the years. So take this with a grain of salt. But Aaron is trying to figure out if he wants to come back and play football or if he wants to retire. That's what his that's what his three day darkness retreat was about, right? To like mm-hmm. center himself. I was saying at the time, like, oh, surprise, surprise, he's going to come out of his three-day darkness vision and realize, oh, yeah, I'm going to get paid $59 million to play one season of football. That sounds like a good idea. I think I'll do that. You know, it's not like a big conundrum that he's found himself in. He's getting an insane amount of money for one more year of football. I think we can all agree that that's what, that's what he would be doing. But then I thought about it more, and yesterday, I, I, as the, the rumors were swirling, he was going to go to the Jets, and he was going to be traded, and the Jets have obviously received permission to, to talk to him, and I would assume that they have a deal in place with the Green Bay Packers right now or else the Packers wouldn't allow the Jets' front office to come and meet with Aaron Rodgers and try to convince him. I would, I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers retired 
if he just walked away and not for any real reason that, that you or I might come up with in our own heads, but because what better way to have the rest of your life living in the moral high ground than if you retire and then you can say, yeah, I'm the dude that walked away from $60 million. I don't, I don't need your approval about any of this. He has that trump card that he can play on everybody. He's got the integrity card. He'd be able to play on everybody. So his, his, his integrity would be, in his mind, beyond reproach because he walked away from $59 million. And I was like, wait a second, that, that reminds me of somebody. It reminds me of Dave Chappelle. When Dave Chappelle walked away from – and now I'm just kind of like going off on a tangent. But when Chappelle walked away from Chappelle's show, he was going to get paid $50 million to walk away. Aaron Rodgers is friends with Dave Chappelle. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if, if Aaron has this idea. He's like, you know what? Chappelle's my inspiration. I get to have a lifetime of claiming the moral high ground. I've already made $300 million. That's right. He's made $300 million over the course of his career. And to you or me or, or anybody else on this planet, one year, $60 million, that's a hell of a deal. Yes, we'll take that. But I think to Aaron, it would be worth more to be able to like look down his nose at everybody else, at, at all the media that would ever ask him any questions about anything for the rest of his life, just to say, I walked away from $59 million. I think I know what I'm talking about in this situation. I have all the integrity. So that's my theory on Aaron Rodgers. I, it, I probably will be proven wrong by the end of the day. He's going to be but, throwing a touchdown for the Jets this year. <laughs> but, it's a, but, but it's an interesting thing to think about with him because he does value – that sort of, of uh, you know, it, it, any, any argument that he's in, any conversation that he's in, he can always have that in his back pocket. And he's a smug enough guy that I think that might be worth $59 million to him. If, the, if somebody come out and say he's not going to go to the Jets, he's scared to go out to New York, he'll never play that. He'll go do it. he like to do whatever you say he's not going to do. That's, that's not think, a bad point here. I think Rodgers is certainly the preeminent and maybe kind of the only – NFL hipster and what do hipsters love more than anything is just kind of going the opposite way of convention. I I think you might have something, dude. I really do. I, the, the career arc is so bizarre between Favre hating Rogers and eventually landing with the jets. And now Rogers hating love and eventually landing with the jets. I, I, I do think the odds are seem to be anyway, fairly overwhelming that he lands in New York. But mm-hmm. if he, if 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 the news broke a week from now that he moved to Ricky Williams' weed commune in Australia, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, all right, I, I believe it, and it just it wouldn't stun me. Or, or is yeah. he trying to go everywhere far went and, and one up him? I yeah, he mm. might he might end up he might end up uh, in Minnesota after yep, that before he, he lets it end- hangs it all up. And then he might end up defrauding taxpayers in Mississippi after that. He'll do the full. The oh, full he just, he just has he just has not do that, and he'll one up him. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think uh, I I think Aaron, he'll probably end up in New York, but he also he might just go ahead and and say I'd rather retire, and that way I'm walking away from from all this money, and nobody can ever tell me anything for the rest of my life because I I turned down a contract, I turned down money, and uh, I, I I don't know, maybe he just doesn't want to go to New York, maybe. He, He'd rather not at this stage in his life. I mean, you're leaving up. New York. Maybe New that's why. Yeah. Every, everybody's getting out of the city right now. No, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, how old is he, like 39, so, somewhere around there? Yeah. That's, that's a tough age to, like, start to live in New York City. That would be bad. Uh, 
So I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would also not move to New York at this point in my life. He should go out ahead of himself by now. He's been through all the wild stuff. He can go out there and chill out. Yeah, yeah. Just he should live in the Hamptons and then just like take a, a private jet to the city. Yeah, that's what just that's what I would do he- if I were his shoes. Helicopter in. Um, yeah. PFT. The first name has hit the free agency wire that I think could be a fit for the commanders are you sitting down because this one really might get you going okay i think i know who you're gonna say i'm not doing a bit here uh the titans are releasing veteran center ben jones okay what what kind of money he makes uh he's he's never missed time in his career until last year he had some concussions made the pro bowl last year but you're talking about a 34 year old center i i think that's the kind of guy the commanders will be targeting frankly. yeah but concussions yeah. at center the first time in his career but yeah he missed five games last year. yeah I, it, I, it just take the first one to start then he had missed he had missed more than a game since high school so with that, i mean the physical thing but what, you know they they're more afraid of concussions today than they are damn ACLs. Yeah, this this dude, this dude Ben Jones is a tough, tough dude though. Like I, I, I know um, Taylor Luan. He does a podcast with us. He um, he's got like nothing but the best things to say about Ben Jones. And take that as you will. Like if you get the endorsement from Taylor Luan, some people would actually say that that's uh, not the best endorsement you can get. But I, I'm saying that like Ben Jones is beloved by his teammates. He's a beast. He played in, in Houston for a while, didn't he, JP? Um, with the Oilers, you mean? No, no, yeah. no. He played with the, the Texans, right? Oh, with the Texans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. He was drafted by the Texans out of Georgia and then came yeah, to the he, Titans in 16. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude's a beast. I, I've, I've followed this guy for a few years. We do – we need a big upgrade in the offensive line and having, like, a, a proven Pro Bowl caliber center, like, that could that – could, turn things around real quick so i say yes i say pft has officially given his stamp of approval and the go-ahead to target ben jones and free agency that's a big one that's a big one thank you for the time man hope all is well out in uh shy town yeah i uh, appreciate it guys a uh, little little dc news here for you guys i um i accidentally texted uh jason wright the other day i text I, it was a mistake i didn't mean to text him but i accidentally sent him this awesome picture of lamar jackson in a Photoshop of him wearing a commander's uniform. <laughs> did, was, was that an boy, accident? Boy, was I embarrassed. I was like, oh, no, I can't believe I did this. That was the wrong person to send this to, Jason. I'm sorry. But What'd he say? He More looked, importantly. he look awesome in this uniform? Uh, he, he just kind of replied, like, that's a very good Photoshop. So at least he appreciated, <laughs> at least he appreciated our, uh, our Photoshop guy's ability over here. But I'm just I'm letting you know that because I am – I'm working the phones. I'm making some deals. I'm, I'm exploring all the avenues trying to bring Lamar to D.C. So leaving no stone unturned. It would uh, it would make for a hell of a year, dude. I, I'm all for it. I don't. <laughs> if you pull this off, you can be the uh, what do you call it? The Grand Master. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. The Grand Marshal, rather, of the uh, of the parade when Dan sells the team. I, I appreciate that. No, I, I'm basically it's given me a, a couple months where I can be a little bit delusional and, and trick myself into thinking I'm going to have a good time next year. So, uh, <laughs> and if it, if it happens, man, then I will. Uh, I'll be very, very happy. But I think at this point, I'm sm- I've smoke screened myself. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this shakes out, though. 
Thank you, PFT. I think 97% of sports fandom is being delusional. So you're right, you're right there in the sweet spot. All right, love it. See you, man. That's our friend, Mr. PFT Commenter. We got to talk about this old Dominion, the former Old Dominion coach talking about Taylor Heineke. Plus, John Bostic, Commander's linebacker, joins us at 12:30. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. This March, take your first shot at College Hoop with FanDuel Sportsbook and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on the bracket and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that 5 versus 12 seed matchup you've been eyeing. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash Brian and make every moment more with FanDuel all tournament long. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expired in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. I don't even know what clubs are cool anymore. I imagine Jeff could tell us. Jeff, you in there? What clubs are cool nowadays? Nah, he's not in there. Is, uh, what's the joint on 14th Street at like 14th and K? Is that still cool? What? Park? Yeah, it's still cool. All right. We can go to Park, B. Get a table. Let's go. When I was in Florida, we went to this spot, Cucina, for about I a half hour. I say let's go. When are we going? Uh, I don't know. We probably need to loop Ahmed in on that one. <laughs> Ahmed likes the club. <laughs> I, you know, I went to uh, Felt at MGM National Harbor on my birthday, um, on my 40th birthday. So now, you know. You mean the one that you, you didn't make it all the way through it? Didn't make it very late, B. <laughs> <laughs> all I remember is seeing the back of your head walk out of the little the place right across <laughs> from this football. Um, You know what I realized, dude? So we're going to MGM National Harbor next Thursday, right? And Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon, I have a meeting. Thursday night, I got to tape a show. I'm going to spend, what, 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 what do you figure, seven, eight hours, maybe ten hours between the two days ten at hours. a casino dead sober. Mm-mm-mm. Who who am I? I feel like I got I to gotta look in the mirror, give myself a hard, long look. I don't know, man. <laughs> Will you make up for me? I'm going to try my best. <laughs> I, I believe in you. Um, I, I want to talk about two things, and they're incredibly different. Do you want to start at the sexy or the sturdy? Uh, I'm going to go with sturdy. Sturdy it is. Um, I, I mentioned Ben Jones there to PFT commenter. Ben Jones uh, drafted in the fourth round of the 2012 draft. Honestly, he might have been drafted right around Kirk Cousins. I, Kirk was fourth, right, in, in 2012? Yeah. Um. So Ben Jones is a center, 6'3", 310. By all accounts, this dude is a straight-up warrior. Played four years with the Texans, then he signed with the Titans. Now, hear me out here. He missed from 2014 to 2021, he missed one game. Playing center, playing O-line. Mm-hmm. And those Titans teams had some playoff runs, too, and he was there for all of those. This past season, he did miss time with concussion issues. So, if that concerns you, and and it should absolutely be reason for consideration. That should be a part of the equation. Um, th- that's a real thing, okay? But throughout the bulk of his career, he's been exceptionally durable. Now, I, I said 
this could be a guy Washington is interested in. I think the price point and the durability and the type of veteran leadership that has been on display from him in Tennessee particularly are, are, are really important. Um, now let, let's table the concussion thing for a second, B, mm-hmm. because a number of people are responding to me, what about Chase Ruye? And, and it's a fair response. Chase Ruye, when he's healthy, has been very good. And Chase Ruye, from when he was drafted in 17 through the 2020 season, his first four years in the NFL, was a pretty durable player. He missed a couple games in 19, missed uh, a couple games in 17, but he wasn't the starter right away then. The last two seasons, Ruye's had major leg injuries. He's missed, what would that be, 24 games in the last two years. He played eight games in 2021, and he played just two games last season. Uh, Back-to-back years lost with leg injuries. This year, contractually, Chase Ruye has a $12 million cap hit with zero guaranteed money. If you give him a post-June 1 cut, all post-June 1 does is let you spread out the dead money over two years. Mm-hmm. You would save, you'd clear about four and a half mil on your cap. And you'd take a two mil dead cap hit this year and next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Rivera has talked repeatedly about the struggles at center. Um, I feel like they're going to make a move here. I, I Chase Ruye has been a warrior, but the Last two years have been tough injury-wise. I don't know that Ben Jones is the answer, but I I do believe you've got to bring in somebody durable and experienced at that position. I think, you know, until someone gets hurt, they're always durable. But then when they get hurt, then they they drop away from that. Um, It's just like, you know, you said 24 games in two years. And (laughs) if it go based off of how we talk about most players, once they miss 10, that's a lot of damn games. In two years. You've had, what, 34, 33 in the last two years? And he missed 24 of them. And he plays a position where people will fall on your legs and around your legs and things of that nature. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I listen to people with their mindsets, and then when certain players come up, those mindsets leave. Chase could come back, not at the price he was here for, not not the last two years. In the last two last two seasons, Chase Ruiz played ten games. Mm-hmm. Ten games the last two years. I don't think there's a player on earth, Brian, where I don't think there's a, a team on earth where you you get to have a higher cap number than you do games played. No, you don't. His cap number would be twelve point four mil. That's five percent. That's five and a half percent of your cap mm-hmm. on a center that's played ten games in the last two years. I don't see it happening. I don't know when or how or what will shake out. I did notice. I was listening to Hoffman. I don't know. Sometime within the last two weeks, and Logan Paulson said he mentioned that retirement might be on the table. I don't know that that's the case at all. Um. But I found could it. be thinking that you know, man. I've had a few injuries now, and then I don't want to get too more. Like many people don't want to be like Mark Surratt, who had what 10, 12 surgeries on one leg. Dude, I talked to Charles Mann last month, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the exact number, but Charles has had an astonishing amount of surgeries, oh, yeah. and a lot of those came after his playing career. Yeah. So, I mean, but they, they some... came after, but they were because of you know what I mean. Right, it right. Stop. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, you hurt your legs, you hurt your back, you hurt your shoulders. That's not going to get easier over time. Yep. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I, I would not think that I, – I believe if – no, that, that, that'd be all of that. To date, I think Ruye has cleared probably about $25 million. You could probably make a pretty good life out of that. I don't know. I'm not guessing anything here. I'm just saying I think for the commanders, center is a must. And if it was me, after everything they've been through at the position with – Ruye and Larson. Larson, I think, could play. He just keeps getting hurt, too. Uh, Schweitzer's not good at center. The dude they signed, Nick Martin, is definitely past his prime at center. Especially with Eric Bieniemy's offense, where it's not just shotgun snaps. It's shotgun and then move the pocket, which I think will really help this offensive line. I think it will really help Charles Leno, Mm -hmm. who has good footwork when he can keep moving. Um, I believe... You've got a real – I believe you've got to address the center spot with a durable veteran starter. Yeah. And then the guards, okay, you want to figure the guards out. Maybe we draft somebody. Maybe we draft two guys. Maybe we add a veteran. I'm, I'm okay there. But between right guard and center, you absolutely have to have a a, a durable veteran starter. At yeah. one of the two spots, I don't. Know, do you agree with me or? Yeah, I I think it, it doesn't have to be a veteran if you get a a, a young center because hell, Ruye came in as a young man and took over. Yeah, he was a fifth rounder out of Wyoming. You know, I yeah. just think that you need to have somebody who's durable, legitimate, and can play. I don't care if he's twenty one or thirty one. He need to be durable and and can play. Durable and can play. I I read somewhere that Bill Belichick and the Patriots' offensive line philosophy is they will not draft an offensive lineman if they didn't play at least 85% of snaps for at least two years in college. Mm. Like, I think that rule makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense, but let's let's just face it. Football is a 100% injury sport. So, eventually, they're going to get hurt eventually. Because, like, the things that you do on a consistent basis, you're probably not supposed to be doing. And they're going to eventually get hurt. So, I, I don't know. Now, that was the sturdy portion. When we return, we're going to talk injuries, free agency, and the sexy portion. That's sexy. right. Odell Beckham time. Kick it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Vodka Red Bull Friday presented by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Go get you some. Calmly walk into your liquor store and say, Sir, ma'am, person, can I have a giant bottle of Scotty's? And they'll take care of you because yep. it's amazingly smooth. Um, B. Mitch. Yo. Wanted to ask you your interest level in a player. 30-year-old. 30-year-old receiver, mm-hmm. has missed time in the last two seasons, didn't play at all last year, was traded the year prior, and only played seven games the year before that. So in the last three seasons, they have exactly 21 games out of 
34 and 16 is 50 out of 50. Mm-hmm. Now, when this player was right, they were very, very right. <laughs> What's your interest level in this player? 30-year-old wideout that hasn't played a full season since 2019 and missed all of last year. What's his name? Name is irrelevant, sir. I'm presenting the case. I got to know the name. Well, his name's Odell Beckham. I know. I thought you was about to say that. I figured. I'm not interested in who they are at this point. Really? No. I mean, you have Terry and Jahan. And Jahan. You also have Curtis. I mean, that's those are three legit players. Now, if, if Odell is what Odell was, yes, you want Odell. But I asked the question, is he anywhere close to that? Hard to know, right? I, I mean, late in that in the playoff run with the Rams, the year uh-huh. they won the Super Bowl. I mean, if you look at Odell in the playoffs in the NFC Championship, he was game, cooking. He was cooking. Nine catches for 113 yards in the Super Bowl. He caught that touchdown. He had two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown before he blew his knee out. The knee injury cost him all of last year. There were, you know, we kind of heard the rumors late in the year that he might come back with the Cowboys or he might come back here or there, but then he didn't want to work out. Remember that? Anytime mm-hmm. a guy doesn't want to work out, I always think is a little bit telling of what's actually happening. See, the thing about it, I think his opinion of himself is still what it was when he first yeah. came on the scene. And I, I, th- I just think that this team has done enough to start moving, to, to try to start moving in the direction of team instead of individuality and stuff like that. And I believe that it's time to just keep 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 treading the way you're going. I I, I agree. I I don't think when I'm asking about Beckham, I'm not even considering him an option in Washington. Frankly, I wonder. What, where he's an option, period. Um, DeAndre Hopkins appears to be available. I mean, there are. I will say this, though, Jay. The, having the old coordinator who has the reputation as Eric, I may not be as worried about him. See, Odell can rub people the wrong way because they normally allow him to do what the hell he wants to do. And they seem to be afraid of him. I doubt if EB is going to be thinking that way. Now, I, I wonder, can he handle being coached hard? I, I, I don't know that answer. Although, I mean, he was in New York with Coughlin, right? Coughlin was Coughlin. gone by the time he got there, right? I, I don't know. I don't think Coughlin was there. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Coughlin left New York after they overlapped a little bit. So they drafted Beckham in 14, and Coughlin was there 14 and 15. So you got to imagine there was at least – and you know what, B? You talk about the hard coaching, and maybe it was just they had a good team and he had a good quarterback in Eli. The two best years of his career were his rookie year and his second year when Tom Coughlin was coaching him. Mm-hmm. But 
Maybe Rook, maybe Odell's a guy that needs a hard ass coach. Rookie coming out of the league, coming out into coming into the league, trying to establish yourself. That's normally when you give the best. So in fourteen, I mean, do you remember the catch he made against the Skins? But in fourteen, Beckham had ninety one catches for thirteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. He averaged a buck oh eight a game. Mm-hmm. In fifteen, ninety six catches for fourteen hundred fifty yards. Went 15 yards per pop, yards mm-hmm. per catch. I mean, that is significant, man. Um, <laughs> averaging 96 a game. His third year, the numbers were – dude, he, oh, my gosh, I didn't even put this into account. The The first two years in the NFL, 1,300 and 1,450 with 25 touchdowns in the first two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, he missed five games. Mm-hmm. He had he had twenty five touchdowns in his first twenty seven NFL games. He was unstoppable. Then he some, had then something changed in him where it was all about him. He had twenty seven hundred, almost twenty eight hundred yards in his first twenty seven NFL games. And I and then it was all of it. It was still good his third year, um, but the numbers. The volume goes up, but the big play stuff starts to dip. The touchdowns dip a little. The yards per reception dips a little. Then it was that fourth year he had the injury, and then it's just he did he did put together two thousand yard seasons in eighteen and nineteen. But that's when all the other stuff started happening. And then he gets traded to Cleveland. I think the other stuff is bigger than his injuries at this yeah. point. Beckham in Washington, no chance. I, I give it zero chance, right? Yeah. How much money is Odell Beckham going to walk in and want or accept? And like we know that we know it. What's gonna he going to want his role not, in the offense? They're not breaking to be. the bank with him here, right? Uh, okay. I, I teased this a little earlier in the program. I want to talk about this, uh, Al Galdi. B, you've probably known him longer than me from the 980 days. Galdi does a great job. Um, whenever I've been out of town, and sometimes I'm out of town for work and I'm, I'm still just locked in, but if, I'm, if I go out of town with my family or that golf trip I just went on, I try to, like, unplug a little and not be super wired into everything that's going on with DC Sports for just for a couple days. And what I always do, especially because Galdi must record his podcast at 4 in the morning or something, um, I will listen to Galdi's podcast because in – I listen to it at double speed, which the way Galdi talks, double speed Galdi is like a wild ride. It's like a shot of espresso. But he'll get you up to speed on all things D.C. sports. Um, earlier this week, Galdi had Bobby Wilder, the head football coach at Old Dominion, when Taylor Heineke was there um, on his podcast. And Wilder, Wilder had some strong, strong comments about Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke. Now, this guy Wilder is clearly going to be in Heineke's camp. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. So you got to take this probably with a few grains of salt. Yeah. A few grains of salt. But I, I want to dive into these comments because as far as a backup quarterback goes, these are fairly explosive. And I, I'm not being hyperbolic. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a real Heineke coming back to D.C. conversation. This is B. Mitchell Finley. 